Welcome to Healthy Wealthy You, where we'll continue to explore all aspects of functional medicine and good health. We'll help you find the tools to become the best version of yourself. Now, here is your host, Dr. Camille Vardy. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Camille, and this is Healthy Wealthy You. I want you to have the knowledge, the understanding, the tools to make the right choices for you. I want all of you to start living your best life. This show is about making good health accessible to everyone. Because health is not one size fits all. There's always the latest diet book, the latest tip, and some of them make a big splash. But you're unique in this world. Your health needs are unique. And until you find that right thing for you, you aren't going to unlock that lock. And health is really like a lock and key. If you've been locked out of your house or your car, you know how frustrating that can be. You know that what you want is right there and you can't get to it. And then you unlock that door and everything you wanted is available to you. Health is like that too. I've seen it literally thousands of times. Finding just the right thing or combination of things that were missing makes everything available to you again. No matter what your current health, no matter what the challenges you have in life, no matter where you live, how much time you have, how much money you have, there's always something you can do to move forward from how you feel right now, today, as, as you listen to this. This show is Healthy Wealthy You, and it's about you. Start from wherever you are. There's always something you can do to make things better. If you're a mom that's exhausted and has not one minute for yourself, there are things you can do. If you're lying in bed and you're too sick to do much of anything, there are things you can do. If you don't have a bunch of money, there are things you can do. And everything I talk about is going to be backed up by science, backed up by studies. We'll be discussing the science so that it's easy to understand and so that you can use it to make your own decisions about what's right for you. One of my favorite words is why. I want you to understand why something might be helpful so that you can make the right choices for yourself. Say, for example, that you're so sick that you can't get out of bed. You may feel hopeless. It's overwhelming. Where do you even start? Well, maybe lying in bed and breathing, getting some oxygen is all that you can do. That could be a big help. Did you know that in 2019, the Nobel Prize for Medicine was given out to researchers who figured out in detail how oxygen impacts the body and particularly how it affects cancer? Now, I'm not saying you can cure yourself of cancer by doing deep breathing. No way, no how. But if you knew you could add that to everything else you're doing with your doctor and improve your chances, wouldn't you want to start on that today? Well, if you feel like you can't do anything else, just breathe. Now, their research doesn't just apply to cancer outcomes. It applies to reducing cancer risk in the first place. And it helps us understand a whole different benefit of exercise that almost no one talks about. But here's the thing. This research won a Nobel Prize, but did doctors start rushing out to tell their patients about it? Not many that I know of. Now, that's the kind of information that you're going to get here. Backed up by facts, backed up by studies, 
information that you can use every day in your own life to make better choices about how you want to live this one precious life. I want you to be inspired. I want you to feel capable of doing this. I want you to feel as though you have the knowledge and the tools to make the right choices for yourself. Wherever you are in life, whatever your health, whatever your life challenges, that's where we have to start. That's the reality you're living in, and we have to make it better right here, right now, today. Keep listening, and you'll come away with insights and tools that you could start using today. Now, keep in mind, this is not just going to be about nutrition or exercise. Over time, we're going to look at every aspect of health. We'll look at relationships, family life, goals, finances, your sense of purpose, every aspect of life that goes into your health and well-being. Because any piece that drags us down can be the piece that makes it all unravel. Over time, we're going to look at it all, including your own requests and your own suggestions. This show is live, so you can call in anytime to talk and ask questions. This show is for you, and it's about you. Because this is your one and only life. This is your one and only life. And every day, every minute, every bite of food, every choice you make can raise you up or bring you down. It's your life, and it's up to you. Let's work together to figure out how. So let me tell you a little bit about myself. I've been practicing functional medicine for 28 years, um, even before they called it functional medicine. Um, And let's start with saying what functional medicine is. When I started out, it was called alternative or complementary medicine. And what a lot of people don't realize is how much it's evolved and grown. Just like any technology, it's been changing fast and in amazing ways. We can test for all kinds of things that weren't available even 10 or 15 years ago. We can test for your vitamin and mineral levels so that you can really see where you are. Sometimes just one key nutrient that's missing can make all the difference between dragging all day or being full of energy. We can test all the chemicals that make the energy cycle flow so that we can see where the bottlenecks are and what you need to make those wheels turn again. We can test your hormones in incredible detail, not just what your levels are, but how your body is using them. We can test neurotransmitters to help find out why you feel anxious or depressed or why you have trouble sleeping. We can test your food sensitivities so you can really see if if Um, actually you need to be gluten-free or dairy-free instead of forcing yourself to follow a diet that really isn't necessary. We can test your inflammation and immune system um, in incredible detail so that you can really see why you feel the way you do. And we can test toxicity levels so you can see what's challenging your body. And we can test your genetics which gives you an incredible roadmap for how your body how your body responds to the world. So if you've gone to your doctor and you know you aren't feeling right and that doctor tells you that everything checks out and nothing is wrong, keep in mind that what they're saying is that everything that they actually tested checks out. It doesn't mean that they tested everything that can be tested. And with the changes in testing, our understanding of things changes too. 
the treatment approaches evolve. New supplements become available, new ways of approaching problems all the time. I get notifications of new products and seminars and new perspectives practically every day. It's been really exciting to watch this field of medicine grow and deepen. I first got interested in all of this when I was 13 years old. I got a book about nutrition and another book about herbal medicine. And I decided right there that that was what I wanted to do when I grew up. As a teenager, I worked in health food stores. One was a tiny store on a side street with only a few customers. The manager said that when I was finished with my work for the day, I should read the books so I could answer customers' questions. Well, that was my dream job when I was 19, pulling books off the shelf and reading most of the day. Soon afterward, I went to school and got formally trained. The medicine and I both grew up together. I love biochemistry and I love reading studies and I love puzzles. That's what I've always tried to do with my patients, gather as much information as I can and solve their health puzzle. I call myself a medical sleuth. So now it's time for me to share what I know with more people and to give back. So I hope you'll keep listening so that we could take this journey together, getting better every day. So let's get started. The first thing I want to do is to have you take a moment and think about what are the six most important things in your life? Well, probably a lot of people immediately thought my family, my kids, and then my home, my land, my rent or my mortgage, then after that, my job. Well, after those three, we might start to have some different ideas. Some people might say their car or some might say some sentimental object, my wedding ring or a family heirloom. Some might mention some other valuable object they own, or they might mention something they're passionate about, like their music collection. Well, here's what I wanna focus on today, and that is that there are things higher up on the list that we mostly never even think about. We don't think about them because they're so automatic that we rarely ever appreciate how important they are. Those things are the things we can't live without, the very core of what it means to be human. Because without these things, nothing else matters and nothing is even possible. So for example, the first one is oxygen because after about four minutes without it, it's end game. Oxygen is that important to how our body functions four minutes, maybe five. So if it's, that important, if it's that important, we need to look at why. Why is my favorite question? Because even lower levels of oxygen matter. And that can happen when we have lung issues or if we don't get enough exercise. That can happen if we live in a polluted city or spend a lot of time sitting in traffic. It can even make a difference if we're so stressed out that our chest gets tight and we aren't taking deep breaths. A lot of these might not make a difference over the course of a day, but month after month and year after year, it absolutely does affect our health. And we will talk about some of these crucial changes later on in today's show. So again, if you're someone who feels as though they just don't have enough time or money or energy to do anything else, you can get started by just consciously breathing deep, long, slow breaths. Don't breathe fast or hyperventilate, just nice, easy breaths. 
And you can do that while you're waiting in line or waiting on hold or watching a movie. Every little bit really does help. And if you're someone who isn't mobile or too sick to do very much, well, it's even more important for you. So next on the list is safety, warmth, what we call homeostasis, the ability to maintain your body's function and integrity and balance. And that is where the priority of home, land, paying the rent or the mortgage comes in. We need to know we're protected from the elements, that we have physical safety. And for many Americans, many people in the world, those things are not a given. It becomes a huge source of stress, and we feel that stress on a deep chemical level. Because survival is programmed into our brains, our hormones, our nervous system as something we must have at all costs. It's a very specific kind of stress with very specific impacts on our body, especially when it's a part of our lives every day. And that stress is something we'll talk about today, too. Next on the list of must-haves is sleep. We know well that after about 24 hours without sleep, our brain function starts to break down. Yet many people go without enough sleep or without good quality sleep for years. Do you know why sleep is so important? This comes from a book called Why We Sleep from a researcher at UC Berkeley called Matthew Walker. He talks about how when we fall asleep, our brain cells shrink just a little bit. That opens up tiny passageways that allow the fluid in our brains to flush toxins away. That's, and, that's, and then when we wake up, the brain cells plump up again to where they should be. That's why after being awake for too many hours, even falling asleep for a few minutes can be a big relief because it gives our brains a chance to get rid of those chemicals. Otherwise, they would continue to build up and we couldn't function anymore. And we'll talk more about sleep and some strategies for getting started on better quality sleep. Next on the list that we cannot take for granted is water. It's essential for life. We know that what a plant looks like when it's neglected, dried up, and shriveled in the corner. But have we been taught how to recognize a dehydrated human? Even most doctors don't recognize the signs of chronic dehydration, not until a person is in the emergency room. But you can't carry out a lot of basic functions without water, and we can't detoxify our bodies without it. Can't clean the house without water. Our bodies can last about four or five days without water. Like sleep, it is that important. Then what ha happens to us when we're chronically dehydrated? There are common diseases that are often just dehydration, yet millions of people take medication for them every day. And drinking water is something you can start doing today. The next one is nourishment. And this is a big one. And we can talk about that for a lot of shows. There are a lot of different aspects of this, and we will. There's so, so much to say here. But the biggest thing that I have to say about this is eat real food. There's so much stuff that's being sold that isn't really food. It's full of chemicals, and it may fill your be belly for a while, but it isn't giving your body what it needs. And sometimes we need these empty, um, and sometimes we feed these empty chemical-infused foods to our kids and, and send them off to school, and then we despair when they can't do well in school. 
And so we're going to have a lot to say about food coming up in future shows. And one more thing about food. It isn't just what you eat. It's what your body can extract from the food. And some people do that a whole lot better than other people, either because of genetics or because of the state of their digestion or other things too. So we'll have a lot to say about that. So the next one I put on my list of six today, but no doubt a lot of, a lot of people would put it first, and that is family, community, love, relationship. I put it last because it's not like oxygen or sleep. We can do without it for more than a few minutes or days. And a lot of people do go through their whole lives pushing it away. But we really can't live without it. We're all connected. From the time that humans gathered together in the cave to keep each other safe from tigers, we knew that being together meant we are stronger. And we have lost a lot of that in our society. A lot of people live alone. We allow relationships to go by the wayside when they get hard. We allow past hurts to go unresolved, and we have a harder time trusting. And we do have a lot of real reasons in our society to be distrustful. And sometimes we're just too darn tired. We're just too tired to reach out to the people we love. But we can't do everything alone. We can't go to work and care for our kids at the same time. We need the farmers who grow our food. We need the doctors who care for our families and the contractor who comes to fix our house. We can't know it all, and we can't do it all. So we really need to have those strong relationships, and we need to build strong, thriving communities again. And those are things we'll talk about on the future shows too. So this is Healthy Wealthy You, and we're going to take a quick break. Stay tuned, and we'll talk in more detail about these things that go into being human. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Healthy Wealthy You will help you find the tools to become the best version of yourself. We'll explore all aspects of well-being, nutrition, lifestyle, fitness, mental health, relationships, family, work, finances. It's you living your best life. No matter what your current health or life obstacles, we want to help you cross that bridge to your new life. Our experience with food, nutrition, supplements, functional medicine, specific health issues, and every aspect of what it means to be truly healthy will provide something for every level of interest, bringing new twists on what you already know. We'll help you figure out why you haven't achieved your goals and learn strategies to help you create a personal approach that finally works for you. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. 
Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Welcome back to Healthy Wealthy You. If you have questions for Camille or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. Now, back to the show with Camille. Welcome back to Healthy Wealthy You with Dr. Camille. We're talking today about the core of what it means to be human. From a physical standpoint, essential things that we forget about in the rush of our daily lives, but things that we just can't live without. Let's talk about a few of them in a bit more depth. Putting these back into your daily routines amply is something that you can start doing today. Now, I can spend an entire show talking about each of these, but let's look at a few of these items on my list in more detail. There's homeostasis. There's our body's ability to regulate itself, to adapt itself. It's ability to regulate temperature. It's our ability to to stay safe. It's our ability to keep control of our internal organs and, and maintain all the functions of our body. Next, there's sleep. And that's a big part of it, our day and night cycle. And the way we wake up and the way we sleep is very much related to that. Then there's oxygen and there's hydration. Now, there's a bunch of other things we'll talk about in future shows. But um, these are these are the most basic ones and things that you can get into your life right now. Now, with homeostasis, or the that is the body's ability to adapt and regulate itself, it can feel as critical as survival itself. There is so much that goes into this regulation. Our body temperature, our blood pressure, our heart rate, breathing, electrolytes, blood sugar, this, and so much more. And when these things are compromised, it's hard to think about anything else. Our body goes into emergency mode, into fight or flight. Now, the thing is, is that many of us live in a chronic state of stress and imbalance. We're always on the go. We're always feeling as though we can't possibly do all the things we need to do. I know I felt that way for a really long time. It was almost 20 years that I was constantly multitasking. I woke up every morning feeling as though I could never, ever catch up. Every day, I would rush through my meals or I'd skip them all together just so that I could get through all the many demands of the life that I had created. I would never get enough sleep. 
I would never exercise enough. As soon as I finished one task, two more would come in. As soon as I had a success with one more patient, three more would call. It was relentless. The thing is, when we feel that way all the time, those physical changes that we feel in fight or flight become our normal chronic state. We start pumping adrenaline and cortisol. We have high blood pressure, a rapid heartbeat, and blood sugar surges. That can damage our cardiovascular system, and it can destabilize the blood sugar, setting the stage for diabetes. Now, those effects are fairly well known, but there are others that we don't talk about as much. Chronic low-grade stress can cause muscle spasms as the muscles keep, as the as the body keeps the muscles in a constant state of readiness. This can particularly affect two muscles, the hip flexor, which is known as the psoas, and also the diaphragm. Now here's why this is important. Every creature in the world will, as a last defense, curl up the body to protect the internal organs. Whether it's a human or a horse or a worm, all creatures do this. And when a human does this, we curl up by tightening our hip flexors. And tight hip flexors are a leading cause of back pain. When the hips aren't loose, it puts a lot of pressure on the back. Tight hip flexors are a leading cause of back pain. And when the hips aren't loose, it puts a lot of pressure on the back. So keeping the hips stretched and the stress low is so, so important for back pain. And when we're sitting there being stressed all day, this is a real problem. We also tighten up our diaphragm, and that's the muscle that goes across our body, below our lungs, and above our stomach. Now, tightness there can lead to shallow breathing and be part of the reason for stress-related asthma. It can also make a lot of um, stomach issues worse, especially stomach reflux. Now, there are also a lot of things that we don't do when we're in fight or flight. Our body decides that if we're in an emergency state, we can't do things that are less important to that emergency situation. Things like digesting food or filtering toxins or having sex, those are bumped down in priority. The problem comes in when we're under stress for years, and then we stop digesting our food well, and we stop detoxing and forget about having sex, a sex drive at the end of the day. And it messes with our precious, precious sleep. Now, this is how our day and night cycle works. In the morning, when our eyes sense daylight, it triggers our brain to produce a blast of cortisol. That's what gets us awake and jumping out of bed in the morning. Then at night, our eyes start to sense darkness. The hormone melatonin is produced, and that's what helps us get to sleep. Now, if we're in a chronic state of fight or flight, three things can happen to affect our sleep-wake cycle. One is that we get adrenal burnout, and we don't feel like jumping out of bed in the morning. Eventually, we're just dragging ourselves out of bed, and we need that blast of caffeine to get ourselves going. Caffeine stimulates our adrenals, as well as the neurotransmitters that the adrenals support. Now, the second thing that happens is that our stress response gets exaggerated. We react too strongly to things. We might get angry at the kids too easily. We might feel too much stress when little things go wrong. We feel less resilient. 
And that means that when something big happens, we can more easily experience PTSD and have a harder time climbing out of it. The third thing that happens is that we can get jolts of cortisol at the wrong times, such as in the middle of the night. The slightest sound wakes us up, or something that we're processing in our dreams jolts us, and we can be awake for hours. Now, a lot of people take melatonin for this, but the problem with melatonin is that if we take too much, our bodies think we're going into hibernation, kind of like a bear, and we can downshift our metabolism, and that can lead to weight gain. And here's the other thing about melatonin. Remember that it's triggered when the eyes sense darkness. The optic nerve sends signals to the brain and tells the brain that night's coming. And then the brain starts to downshift, including the best things you can do for sleep is allow your brain to see the darkness. Watch the sunset. Dim the lights. If you're trying to fall asleep, don't watch TV or read on a device. You're better off laying in the dark and listening to relaxing music or maybe a podcast. And leave the curtains open so that your brain can sense when morning comes and you can get that nice blast of cortisol to get your day going. Now, what can you do if your adrenals are already burned out and you recognize all too well what I'm talking about? Well, there are nice products for resetting the adrenals. They're called adaptogens. We will have a whole show on them sometime. Most of them are herbs that have been used for thousands of years, such as astragalus, licorice, rhodiola, holy basil, ashwagandha. And there are some nice combinations like a product called HPA Adapt uh, that's on the Healthy Wealthy You website. I also like to use a companion product, Cortisol Manager, which supports the brain in shifting down at night and dampening down some of that adrenal oversensitivity. It can also be used during the day to quell excessive stress and PTSD responses. So homeostasis is the sense of being safe, the sense that we can maintain our body's temperature and function and integrity, and it's something that our brain needs constantly, every minute of every day. So what's the next thing that humans can't live without? Oxygen, four, maybe five minutes is all we get, and then nothing else in life matters. It's that important to our functioning. So what happens to us when we don't get enough oxygen on a long-term basis? When we sit too much, we don't exercise, maybe when our sinuses are perpetually clogged or we smoke, when we live in a polluted city or spend hours commuting in traffic, or when our hearts are simply not fit enough to circulate oxygen to our body properly. If our brain cells die after five minutes without oxygen, what happens to our brain after years of poor oxygenation? Well, first, the brain will produce chemicals called inflammatory cytokines. This is actually a coping mechanism. The brain is actually trying to get us agitated enough to get out of our chairs and do something about it. Sometimes things we think of as symptoms are really coping mechanisms. Either the body is trying to send us a message 
or it's trying to make an adjustment. We get ourselves into trouble when we try to suppress or control those symptoms. And unfortunately, a lot of medicine today is focused on exactly that, suppressing the symptoms instead of fixing the problem. Instead, we need to pay attention to those messages and understand what our bodies are trying to tell us. For example, instead of suppressing an allergic response for like a rash, maybe our bodies are trying to tell us to avoid certain things or telling us that it's time to detox. Now, in this case, our brain is trying to tell us that it's low in oxygen. We have irritability, anxiety, maybe even a panic attack. I've treated a lot of people for panic attacks, and for some of them, it really was just that they weren't getting enough oxygen in their brains at that particular time. The problem is when we're stuck at work and we have to just sit there, we're stuck feeling agitated. And even more importantly, we keep building up inflammation in our brains. This can lead to confusion or disorientation. Maybe we feel chronic anxiety or irritability. Eventually, we might have memory issues, difficulty with recalling words, trouble focusing on tasks. It might even cause muscle spasms. And eventually, destruction of brain cells, which can cause personality changes or even dementias. Lack of oxygen also puts stress on the heart. The heart has to work harder to get oxygen to the brain. This can be an important cause of high blood pressure and rapid heartbeat. The brain keeps asking for more oxygen, more oxygen, and the heart keeps trying its best until it can't. This creates a feedback loop for the adrenals. The brain panics because it doesn't have oxygen. If the adrenals are oversensitive, those fight or flight hormones start producing excessively and the whole body's response goes into overdrive, as we talked about earlier. Where this becomes an even bigger issue is when we build up these inflammatory chemicals in our brains and we start losing sleep. We talked about that research from UC Berkeley. These inflammatory chemicals in our brain are why we get so irritable and dysfunctional when we don't sleep. And we can only go so long without sleeping. And this is why even a few minutes of sleep can be so important when we haven't slept in a long time. We just have to flush out those chemicals. Now there are changes at the cellular level too. There are chemicals produced that are called HIFs. Now in the beginning, HIFs try to help us cope with the low oxygen environment. They've even been shown in research at Stanford to help localized wound healing. So they can be good. HIFs help us cope by creating new blood vessels or suppressing new cell differentiation with the idea of allowing the body to catch up. However, HIFs react very differently in the presence of chronic inflammatory diseases, such as autoimmune diseases or cancer. They interact with the factors that help us read our genetic blueprint. This can set the stage for cancer. A cancer tumor creates a ring of low oxygen tissue around itself and sets up one of these new blood vessels through that tissue to help it get oxygen. Then it shifts the genetic blueprint to reproduce cancer cells instead of normal cells. 
And that's why oxygen is such an important factor in cancer treatment. It's a cofactor, but it's a really important one. So what can we do? Well, we always hear about how important exercise is for the heart, but clearly it's good for our brains and it's good for every cell of our bodies. So take every chance you can to breathe. Watching TV, reading, being with the family, whatever you're doing, take a deep breath every time you think of it. Deep, long breaths. Don't hyperventilate, just breathe normally, but take it in. Resolve any obstructions to your breathing. If you have sinus issues, work on them by focusing on your allergies. We can talk about that in a later show. Or work with a cranial sacral therapist to get your sinus passages open. If your chest or diaphragm feels tight, work with someone knowledgeable about biomechanics to get that resolved. Or maybe start a yoga or stretching program to get yourself loose. Move, 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 dance around, start to have fun in your body again. Herbs can help too. Astragalus, rhodiola, and ginkgo are excellent ones. Astragalus and rhodiola have been found to protect the brain from some of the damaging effects of low oxygen. And ginkgo in particular is helpful for bringing oxygen to the brain. So these are some things that you can do to help get oxygenated. We're going to take a break here. This is Dr. Camille on Healthy Wealthy You. Please stay tuned, and I'll be back with more of today's show on Being Human. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Healthy Wealthy You will help you find the tools to become the best version of yourself. We'll explore all aspects of well-being, nutrition, lifestyle, fitness, mental health, relationships, family, work, finances. It's you living your best life. No matter what your current health or life obstacles, we want to help you cross that bridge to your new life. Our experience with food, nutrition, supplements, functional medicine, specific health issues, and every aspect of what it means to be truly healthy will provide something for every level of interest, bringing new twists on what you already know. We'll help you figure out why you haven't achieved your goals and learn strategies to help you create a personal approach that finally works for you. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. We've got the power. 
Is your health where you think it should be? If you're like most people, the answer is probably not. Where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track? The answers start on Occupy Health. Each week, host Dr. Susan Downs and her guest experts will answer your questions as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider. You'll want to plan for your optimal health with Occupy Health. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Healthy Wealthy You. If you have questions for Camille or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. Now, back to the show with Camille. Welcome back. This is Dr. Camille and Healthy Wealthy You. Today, we're talking about the most basic things that the human body needs things that we so often underestimate in our busy lives. The last one that I want to talk about today is water. We can survive about four or five days without water. We talked about that plant sitting in the corner, all shriveled and dried up. But do we really recognize what a human looks like without water? We're not trained to recognize dehydration for two big reasons, and they're both money. One is that the big medical machine doesn't make much money telling you to drink water. The second is that the beverage industry makes a lot more money if you drink something else. In my 28 years of seeing patients, dehydration has been the number one unrecognized, most avoidable, easiest to fix health issue. It shows up in many ways, sometimes dramatic, sometimes subtle, but it gets back to that idea that sometimes symptoms are just your body trying to send you messages that it needs something. It needs an adjustment. And one of the best things you can do to change your health today is to make that adjustment. Your body is just trying its best to cope with the scenario it has been given. Start to look at your symptoms as messages. What is my body trying to tell me here? What are the patterns? What are the triggers? What did I eat today? What did I do today? What didn't I do today? When you start to recognize these patterns and triggers, then you start to get information that helps you to solve the problem. And I mean really solve the problem, really get at the root of things instead of slapping down the symptom for one more day. Because the problem with suppressing symptoms is that that things just keep going. The problems get worse, and maybe the medication stops being able to suppress the symptoms. Or possibly the condition just shifts and changes. Maybe it moves to another place in the body, or the body just starts coping with it in a different way. Now, that's not to say that all disease is going to get solved that way. There are real genetic issues. There are real bacteria and viruses that our body copes with. There are real injuries physical and systemic that need to be managed. But just make sure that within that, you aren't missing the important messages and the subtle clues. So back to talking about water. One of the most common ailments that I see related to dehydration is high blood pressure. Everybody talks about low salt, low salt, but salt and water need to be in balance with each other in the body. 
It's one of the most crucial and one of the most global mechanisms that the body has. Every cell of your body depends on it. So it's important to focus on more water along with less salt. This is especially important if you're someone who's eating out a lot and you don't have time to prepare your own food because prepared foods, as we know, often contain too much salt. And the combination of too much salt and the pressure of having no time, well, there goes that adrenal thing again. It's a leading cause of high blood pressure. Another issue that can get helped with water is acid reflux. If your stomach is too acidic, dilute some of that acidity with more water. Now, that may seem crazy simple. And again, I'm not saying that's the only reason for acidity, but try it. See if it works for you. You might be surprised. Now, you don't want to dilute your stomach acid at mealtime because you want your stomach to be able to break down your food. But if you commonly feel acidity between meals, having water might help. And it is so, so simple. And many common medications for stomach acid work by suppressing and eventually destroying the cells that produce stomach acid. Over time, people may find that they can't produce enough acid to break down their food properly, and they end up with long-term digestive issues. So trying hydration to see if that works before trying medication might serve you better in the long run. Another big issue that's related to hydration is pain. There's a big relationship here, even if it doesn't seem like it at first. The discs of your spine are like little water balloons. That provides the cushioning between the vertebrae. When you're dehydrated, the discs shrink and you don't have as much cushioning. If you have spine issues and you've had an MRI, look for the word desiccated. That means all dried up. You use that word to describe raisins or dehydrated food that we take on camping trips. We don't want the discs of your spine to be like a raisin. That's not going to give you the cushioning you need. Dehydration can affect other joints too. There's supposed to be fluid in your joints, your knees, your hips, your shoulders. When there's less fluid, there's less cushioning. They're as simple as that. When your muscles and tendons are dehydrated, they get dry and brittle. Then they're more susceptible to repetitive stress injuries. This is so important if you're an athlete and using the same motions over and over, or if your job involves the same movements all day, such as typing at a keyboard. Think of a branch that's dry and brittle. How easy is it for it to break? Compare that branch to the branch of a tree that has plenty of water and is strong and solid. Your skin is the same way. Many people run from the sun these days but your body needs vitamin D. Sunlight is definitely on our list of things that humans must, must have. And we'll talk at length about vitamin D in the future. Now think about your skin and sunlight like a garden. If the garden is dry, the sun comes along and kills the plants. It's the same for the cells of your skin. If your skin is dry, you'll burn, you'll destroy cells. You could even set the stage for abnormal cells, for skin cancers. But just like a garden that's well watered and thrives in sunlight, our well hydrated skin 
needs a little bit of sunlight to be healthy, and it won't get damaged if your skin is nice and hydrated. Our bodies absolutely need vitamin D to be healthy. Your lungs are a big concern when it comes to dehydration. The tissues of the lungs are 80% water by volume. This means that they're incredibly susceptible to issues with dehydration. The tissues get dry and stick together and the air can't pass through. I always tell my asthma patients, when you're having issues, drink three mugs of very warm water over the course of about 30 or 40 minutes. It's amazing how many people can bring their symptoms down just by doing that. And this is especially important after a cold or flu because that can dry out the lungs like crazy. It is really common after some infectious condition for, that you've had for a couple of days that you might cough for weeks afterward. That is a dehydration situation. Either your lungs or, are all dried out and they can't catch up, or maybe there's some thick piece of phlegm that just won't come up and your body keeps trying and trying. Just keep drinking warm water or herb tea, keep drinking and drinking over a few days, and it really will get better faster. Another issue that's really important is detoxification. You cannot clean the house without water. It helps flush our kidneys. About 70% of the toxins that are eliminated from the liver goes out through the kidneys. Water helps moisten the bowel so we can eliminate well there. And water is important for sweating out toxins through the skin. People who are very dehydrated might not sweat as much, and it becomes easier for toxins to get trapped in the skin and for rashes to occur. A common herb used in Chinese medicine for rashes is kuzu root, and its main function there is to moisten the skin and open the pores to move the toxins out, and it really does help for rashes. The really big area that's so, so important for water is the brain. Again, the brain is 80% water by volume. It's 80% water, 12% good fats, and 8% everything else that makes us who we are as human beings. It's all about how the electricity goes across that oil-water mixture. And I'm always so blown away by that. Like no matter how many times I have said that to patients, I am always blown away by the miracle of that. It is so important to have the brain be well hydrated. Headaches are so often due to dehydration or are made worse by dehydration. It makes us susceptible to excessive stimulation. If you feel that you overreact to stimulation, to sounds, to touch, if you have ringing in your ears, see if, if hydration might damp that down a bit. If our neurology is all about how electricity goes across that oil-water mixture, then if we increase the water, increase the good oils, or dampen down the electricity, it will make a huge difference. And here's the first step. One of the main reasons for a hangover headache is how much water the alcohol pulls out of our bodies. So if you drink alcohol regularly, the likelihood is that your body is dehydrated. Now, if you've ever seen the photos of brains of people with Alzheimer's and other dementias, they are dried up and shriveled. It's really obvious. You can look at it. You can see it. The electricity just can't go across that oil-water mixture anymore. Now, again, I'm not saying that's the only reason for dementia. Oh, no. 
There's so much more to that conversation. But if you know it runs in your family, or if you feel yourself not thinking clearly, see if being more conscious about hydration makes a difference. It may take a while. It won't happen over hours or days as it will with the lungs, but over weeks or months, you may very likely notice a difference. And like the garden analogy that I used earlier, a well-hydrated brain will handle that electricity better. So even if you don't see that much improvement, at least it might slow down the decline. So these are the most important aspects of running this amazing and complex body that we live in. These are some of the basics of what it means to be human. And these are the simple, small things that you can start doing today that might end up making a really big difference. And that's my goal is to give you that today. Well, it's almost time for us to wrap up and I wanna leave you with a little bit of inspiration. By the way, do you know what inspiration means in medical language? It means to breathe in. So when you're getting inspiration, you're taking in something essential like breath. So the inspiration that I hope that you'll take away today are to think about the words, I am. They are among the first words that you'll learn whenever you study a new language. You can put so many things after the words, I am. I am a mother, a father, a wife, a husband. You can put in descriptions, I am bold, I am scared, I am determined, even I am overwhelmed by this, or I am taking charge of my life. And today, I hope you will add, I am human. I am living in a body that has needs. It's the first step. So think this week about what you're putting after those important words, I am, and what you'd like those words to mean in the future. I am two of the most important words in the world because what you put after them changes everything. So that's our show for today. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope we'll get together again next week. We have so much more to say together. This is Dr. Camille and Healthy Wealthy You on Voice America Radio. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Healthy Wealthy You. Have a question but weren't able to get on the show today? Join us next week and call in. Until then, hold that inspiration. 